Welcome to Stop Back and Roll, a podcast about dealing with the Kobayashi Maru of playing games as a team. I'm Brandon. And I'm James. Today we'll talk about the teamwork matrix and a Starship game with six GMs and only one player. As if you don't have, like, hours and hours and hours of my voice that you could make me say anything. (laughs) You you have constructed words for me in Brodian City, so. (laughs) Well, okay, so, I mean, my plan is we're going to hit 100 episodes of Stop, Back, and Roll. 99, in order to make people really angry. (laughs) In 99. But then at that point, I'm just going to hand it over to the computer that will rearrange all of the words we've said in a random order. Uh, that we made a computer then... listen to 100 episodes of Stop, Back, and Roll. Yeah, and then it will go on for like another thousand episodes, but at that point we won't be involved, just that'll our be, voices. That'll be such a relief. It'll yeah. be like, yeah. uh, Welcome yeah. to Stop, Back, and Roll, a podcast about a Welcome to Stop, Back, and Roll. I'm Brandon, and I'm Brandon, Fra- and I'm Brandon, Fra- and I'm frankly, Brandon. They might be better episodes. <laughs> you know what? It might be a raising quality. <laughs> uh, well, and all of that's going in. Yeah. So recently I made a, a, a mistake. I'm going to say a mistake. This is this not is gaming related. This is extremely funny given like, because people know that we record like the day before often uh, that the episode goes up. And so people know about my whole Twitter experience of the past 48 oh, hours. So hearing James say, I made a mistake. This is both. I made no mistakes. This is both more important and less important and completely unrelated and definitely unrelated to gaming. But I just (laughs) want to talk about this to warn other people. Um, So recently I purchased a large box of toilet paper. Um, okay <laughs> on the home depot website because okay. because like many people i have still not seen toilet paper in a store for months yeah that's not the best no uh and i'm i'm okay but i'm getting to the point where i was becoming concerned yeah so i bought this toilet paper and it was it defined so they the, the, the toilet paper was coreless which i interpreted as does not have a cardboard, a cardboard core thing. in the middle so yeah. that there's not like wasted cardboard. You can't make I didn't, Yeah. I didn't interpret it as uh, literally has no hole through the middle. <laughs> it's designed to go in like an industrial like uh, office place dispenser <laughs> where there's just two little like uh, holding points on the side yeah. that don't try to like push all the way through. Oh my God. So I have, I have nearly 40 rolls of oh toilet paper. Oh uh, because I thought was like I was like great sweet toilet paper it's it's like higher density because there's no there's no cardboard core it's great uh, and I'll be just I'll be set forever I won't have to worry about it uh, and oh that's incredible um, so I mean I still like I, obviously I can still use it it's good toilet paper yeah I just won't be able to put it on a holder yeah and uh, I will be using it for a while that's phenomenal so my mistake was a pretty little one i just uh made a whole bunch of racists mad by saying that the way that orcs are described uh promotes like genocide and that's not, eugenics that's not you a know. mistake though that wasn't a mistake yeah that was that was an action i, think that was the, I took the intended effect was it, to make them mad and i think it worked i did not anticipate the number of okay, people well, it would make that's fair the the number of accounts the people that i made mad would yeah. have is perhaps a yes. better way to word that yeah that's true <laughs> I did see that at one point uh, after uh, Quinn pointed it out, um, it was a trend. It was like a inter- like a I don't know what no because I I looked at Twitter. Uh, 
It was it was a trending topic. Yeah. Um, I Number made sure to look at it. In trends. Yeah. 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 Uh, I looked at it as like a, I just went into incognito mode on Twitter to make sure it wasn't like learn showing me just yeah. things that were relevant to me. Uh, yeah. So that was wild. It is. It is. It's like oh. racists will do a lot to defend their racist behavior. Yeah. And that that's not surprising. It's no. like, you know, this is there are many problems with the hobby. The people involved in this are largely not people involved with the hobby. They're just people that do not yeah, like they're tangential people of color. Yeah. Well, or they really like orcs. And yeah, no, that, I, make, that even that wouldn't no. make sense. Yeah. No, because there they are really like hate orcs, I guess. Because involved because like involved in that conversation were people who really like orcs who have yeah. looked for ways to like make them better and more acceptable and like Yeah. Cool. I was into all of those ideas they threw out. Some of them were pretty rad. Yeah. I'm so. just gonna start a D and D campaign and just burn down Twitter. <laughs> uh well. Yeah, go ahead and uh pick some ability modifiers. You can have any ones you'd like. Yeah. 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 Well it'll be great. I'm not gonna do that. I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh well. Okay. In any so. case, today we are talking about James buying another licensed <laughs> RPG. No. No, I so okay, but <laughs> let's let's actually let's start let's let's go back in time uh and pretend that it's it's uh la- not last Friday, but the Friday before that. Okay. Um and we were talking about this aliens game and it's, oh, it's no. uh, and it's ship combat. Um, no, I was thinking about things that we could talk about this week. And this is a thing that's been on my list for a while. Okay. Um, and, 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 and looking at the rules for ship combat sort of reminded me that this is a thing that I've been interested in trying to solve. Um, because on the list of games that I, uh, claim to be working on, <laughs> um, is a game about working, um, in mission control while people are going off into space. And one of the cool, and like one of the things that I've known from the very beginning is that like the different, I don't know if there'll be playbooks or whatever. um, But one of the different things that players will do is like take the different roles of the people sitting at in, in this mission control. So you'll have your like flight supervisor. You'll have the person who is the uh, Capcom who's talking to the people in space. You have the person who is, the the person looking at all their vital signs and that sort of stuff like they yeah. and they and each of them will have different roles and views into the world um and in many ways that's exactly like if you are on a, a ship and there's a captain and there's a weapons officer and there is a pilot and all that stuff right and, and i was thinking about how none of the systems that i have read that do things like that have ever done that in a way that felt really um satisfying to me yeah because like i was reviewing the way that the aliens game does it and the aliens game has is like really basic it has crew positions and the crew positions are like the sensors tech the pilot the gunner and the engineer and literally when you do ship combat in that game you have like if i'm the person who is the pilot i have five actions that i can take accelerate decelerate maneuver ram and dock and mm-hmm. the way that combat is supposed to work is there is a person who is the captain of the ship and okay. they choose from my list of actions and tell me what to do. Oh, boy. James, and, I don't know why we talked about that bad game, that bad garbage game. And then I roll dice and 
and then we see the result of it. Well, it's just like when you're playing a, a dungeon crawl, like the, the party leader, the shot caller, yeah. tells the GM what actions are going to be taken after the players confer so that the GM doesn't have to interact with it more than players than they need to. Yeah, yeah. And and so, it, I mean, the game does specifically say you don't have to do what the captain says, but it suggests <laughs> that if you don't do what the captain says, you should role play that subordination. That's hilarious. Like, and what's... Yeah, it's, this, it's a we're weird, talking like, about playing alien. We're talking about doing ship to ship combat in alien. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no logic there. No. So and so, I was like, okay, that's fine. Let me go back and look at Seventh C because Seventh okay. C is a game that is about pirates. Oh, it's about ships that should have a good ship to ship combat. And well, it, it sort of does. And like, I, I it's first of all, Seventh C is a is a mess of a lot of different core books. <laughs> Um, it has so many books, but largely the way that it does ship combat is like it it sort of it doesn't attempt to do that, and it sort okay. of says, "What if ships were like?" Uh, or at least I couldn't find rules. Maybe I just need to look harder. But um, it, it it sort of says like you you get to do things on the ship, but it's but it's it's more interested in the pulp sort of storytelling aspect yeah. of it than than the like simulationing of of a ship. Yeah, and the, so the ships a lot are of, a set piece. Yeah, they're set pieces. And so you okay. might have a captain who is commanding other officers to do things, but it encourages like the, the run-of-the-mill officers to be uh NPCs who you just command. And yeah. then and then your your characters are doing things more like uh climbing the rigging and shooting magic off at the other, other ships swashes. and stuff like that. Yeah. You're just sort of like you're you're declaring your standard actions and then performing them to do story yeah, what- things. When we played, I think our captain was actively fighting. Our captain might have been an NPC. Our captain may have been an NPC. We for a while we had well for a while in the game that we for played, I was I was the secret captain, uh, and I <clears> let <throat> the captain pretend that he was still the captain. Uh, I think I may have only played one session of that game. Actually, I, I applied him with a lot of alcohol to keep him out of the picture because I was kidnapping. I was, a, I was taking a over villain. The ship. It wasn't the best. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that was a weird game, but uh, it was. Early days, yeah. Um, and so, and, and so, like the, the the brief dabbling of perhaps buying a new uh, licensed RPG was I was I was thinking about the Star Trek Adventures game because generally I've heard good things about the Star Trek Adventures game and okay and I was like that is that is also another sh- another like show another property another game that must have a captain and a comms officer and a helms and like the hurdle for me is not actually that the ca- is the captain telling people what to do. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually kind of okay with that like but what what sort of where I trip up on that is if the GM is the person who has the sort of the view of the world. Let's yeah. say. Like they are the eyes and ears of the people. So then the way that that plays out is if 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 I'm the captain and you're the person on sensors, yeah, then I'm role playing and I'll say, sensors officer, tell me what the tell me what the the sensors see, and then you the sensors officer go, GM, GM. tell me what the sensors see, and then the the GM says, sensors officer, here's what you see, and then you the player turn back to me and say, here's what I see, yeah, and that's not a really rewarding place. No, that's that's so bad. That's and so, uh-huh. yeah. And so I was kind of thinking, like, 
this is where I had sort of started to and to because obviously I don't want that to happen with with my game either. Right. Um, and actually, I think that in, in many ways, uh, and so this is going to be a hurdle that I will have to solve. Yeah. Um, and so one of my thoughts was, what if whatever the sensor's officer is doing, the sensor, so the sensor officer has to do something. They have to make some kind of a roll or yeah. trigger a move. Like they're doing, like that's a thing that they do. And depending on and their level of success or depending on their mental state or whatever it is that you're doing, whatever it is that your game is measuring to determine uh, what's going to happen, mm-hmm. um, it spits out an answer. Okay. Um, or of how successful you are. And yeah. what if the sensor's officer just gets to make that up? Like, yeah. like there's no reason for them not to. Yeah, there's like, especially if you give some kind of a idea of what that response should be in some way. Yeah. So the game, the game mechanic is sort of helping to dictate how successful that is or what level of detail they're getting or something like that. Yeah. And then so they can they should just be encouraged to make it up. But so if you've got like that sensors officer making up that stuff and you've got the pilot making up stuff like yeah then like how do you as a how do you make a game so i so i guess either either this is a game that doesn't have a gm in which case how are you driving us a story or combat or whatever in one direction if everyone is sort of just making up details everywhere right or if you have a gm how does the gm guide that crew forward towards whatever plot they have or move mm-hmm. plot in front, like because even if you were just trying to like put do the like the like the next room in the dungeon is always behind whatever door you go through thing. Yeah. Then like if but if all the players are kind of moving around randomly or establishing new facts, how do you keep moving that that dungeon behind whatever door they're going through? Because they're probably just like like that's that is the hurdle I think because I think that if you're doing that kind of thing, you have to give some of the control to the player to the player. Yeah, I. That is an interesting question. That is that's one that I would not have considered as part of this. Um obviously there are tons of games that are GMless. Yeah. Uh I don't know if I know of any games that are the players are a team mm-hmm. and it's GMless. Yeah. That aren't like really like very story game like possibly even like lyric game style stuff. Yeah. That and like there's nothing wrong with that obviously but i sure. think in that case there like these questions essentially disappear because it you probably aren't going that crunchy right yeah uh but it it kind of falls into that sort of like if you're just making it up it falls and you're all a team in one ship it falls a little bit into that weirdness of the like the sega principle that people talk about from forge days that's like it's not fun to set your own problem, yeah, and then roll to solve it, you know, yeah, uh, which that is something people can agree or disagree with, but that's kind of something I think I don't well, yeah, you know. so I think I think at the bare minimum, um the solution to that is whatever 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 so if, if you're the captain and you say. Sensors officer, what do you see? 
Or what yeah. are you seeing out there? The sensor officer says, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to engage one of maybe a couple different, att- like whatever, a couple different mechanical moves, structure yeah. things uh, to try to do different strategies to figure out what's going on out there. I make a roll or I spend points or whatever you're doing to, to resolve yeah. this mechanically. And, it, and then it gives me some instruction on how to create some information to feed back to the game. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm, if I'm creating a problem, it needs to be a problem that someone else has to solve. Yes. So like my sensor off as the sensor, like my problem needs to be, well, there's a Klingon warbird right behind us. Yeah. And then that needs to be a problem that like the shield person needs to solve or the, the pilot needs to solve. You could do something that that's like collaboratively creating the information. So like maybe on a success at all from, from sensors mm-hmm. it's like you've got a klingon alien ship uh and then the person on sensors gets to look down and like see things that they get to define based on their role mm-hmm. and then they define stuff and so like if they've rolled very well they're able to say like you know uh oh and they're very far away from us or like you know looks like their ship is scuttled and the GM is then able to like have a threat that's there, but the player is coming up with the majority of the fiction. Because if they're doing the majority of the fiction, you just don't have that like uh, like daisy chain of of ask this person or what's it called? Um, the game in elementary school where you say the same thing: telephone. Telephone. You're not like playing telephone down the line and then back again. Yeah. Um. I wonder if. So I'm like I'm jumping back to my my game because I think yes that's the most relevant and interesting to me. <laughs> um and so one of the things that I was going to say is the so in terms of controlling information to to drive so I guess in that well okay so the person who is commu- so like my intention had been to say frame the person who is the gm yeah the person who is is sort of the eyes and ears of the world um as the as this capcom person the person who is talking to the the ship and so okay. the the people in mission control they never speak directly or they rarely speak directly to to the, the, the ship it's all it's all this this intermediary person and so they might say how are they doing up there or like, what do they see? And then you, the GM get to tell them what they've seen because you decide what's going on. Yeah. Um, And then, and then it lets you also be the voice of, if you're deciding to inject a, um, some kind of a, an event or something into the story, then it lets you say the, the astronauts said this. Yeah. But I also like the idea of, of, there are other people who will be able to identify like like you want that that Apollo 13 moment of the or or, or whatever any space thing moment where someone says space jam uh yeah maybe not space jam but um uh the the one of the sensor techs sees that the oxygen levels are too low or yeah something is wrong with the ship and the crew doesn't know yet and so how do you do that if if you are the GM or only controlling communication with the players? And I wonder if um do you remember we played Captain Sonar, the board game? Yes. Once, I think, with Rob. Yes, I um, think so. 
But the way that Captain Sonar works is that every action you take affects all of the other systems. Yeah. And so because I'm I'm again I'm still sort of vaguely thinking of this game as a Blades in the Dark game or a Forge mm-hmm. in the Dark game. Um but thinking about and so in Forge in the Dark you have or in Blades in the Dark you have your big list of all of the factions and when you do things right. in the game the GM uh has your your uh, your relationship with the factions increase or decrease. Right. And and so my thought was instead of having factions I have systems on the ship. Okay. And and my plan had been to have connections between those systems that would sort of say when this system does this or when this happens in this system it might also have a knock-on effect in this system. And so I wonder if things like asking the crew to do X would then yeah. have a knock-on effect Y. Okay. And and sort of sort of I'm sort of envisioning so because like the big thing in in Captain Sonar is every time the captain says move the ship, it does things like it degrades the it degrades the hull of the ship or whatever, yeah. and then the engineers have to do stuff. And so there you're looking at your own piece of information. You're looking at your own moves. You're looking at your own table that you're about to roll on. And as things are happening in the ship around you, as the crew or in this case mission control are interacting with the ship what if that shifted like which sections of a table you rolled on mm. or changed the dice you rolled with and yeah. then depending on which move you choose to do or which like you might declare that hey i want to check in on this system yeah um, and then you That's would roll cool. like this it would then use those modifiers I have a to thought. then yeah hit me you like you like dice pools right i do yeah what if you've got a picture of your ship yeah that has symbols like uh like sections on it mm-hmm. uh systems rather yeah and as you do moves or as the gm does moves as players do moves dice get put on different systems okay so like you're putting down advantageous dice or disadvantageous dice like uh you uh rethrottle the boost hydroflange and so that's obviously going to affect engineering mm. which is not a system i was doing so yeah, poorly no, and then i just kept going uh and so then you would put like a red die on that system and then when yeah. you try to do something that involves that system then you pick up all the dice that are sitting there and maybe you roll with your skill dice or something like that mm-hmm. and then get those results onto a table of some kind onto yeah. a table of some kind or like giving yeah, a result yeah, yeah. and then uh, yeah and uh, sorry and i'm thinking like maybe then something like the more dice you have on a system represents the amount of time it's been since you checked in on that system yeah and so it represents like like if you if you checked in recently, then your the number of dice you have in that system are small, and so you have a pretty small subset of the table that you yeah. that you're going to be able to pull from. So you have a pretty good idea of what's happening in the ship. And then right. as like other people do things, you have that system map of checking other systems and or bad things happening to other systems that might add dice to that. And so then as you're as you're seeing the number of dice increase, then 
it becomes a bigger pool. It's a bigger, bigger, uh, wider uncertainty. Yeah, that might be a, that definitely might be a way to do this. I could see like two systems jumping out to me. Mm-hmm. One is like the like Yahtzee style system. Yeah, that like you know you're rolling more of a certain die, and so you get that result, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other could be like an additive and subtractive standard move basis thing. Like mm-hmm. if you did want to make it move style, like oh there was a fire in health management so there's a red die in there uh, i have three green yeah. dice so that means i'm going to be rolling uh three green one red and the red cancels out a green if it matches it and then boom you pick the two highest that's your seven to nine ten plus move you know mm-hmm. if that's something that you want to do like i don't know if bbta structure like general structure is something that you want to have even and you don't need yeah. to I think I do because obviously that's like that's the world of of gaming that I'm living in more recently. But yeah, I kind of like the idea. Sorry, I'm, my brain is is thinking about. No, yeah, I'm thinking about if the number. So you have like systems. Maybe you have a play sheet or something like that that yeah. represent the systems that you have. And I like the idea that then as you're rolling and doing things, effects of that roll might be you handing dice off to someone else. Yeah, uh, because maybe a thing happened and it affected somebody else's systems, and but also that as the GM, I have a a sheet of all of the systems that is sort of like the what are the number levels associated with each of the systems, and okay. and maybe somehow that combines like the number of dice plus a modifier, yeah, or something like that. I don't know. That could work as well. But, I could even see a thing where it's like, um. We need, huh, I don't know, enough Star Trek-y things. I guess we're not even talking Star Trek. No, things. we're just talking about... Um, I don't know enough regular spacey things either. <laughs> but uh, we need more uh, jump fuel. We need yeah. to, to jump harder. We're going to turn off the shields. Like, yeah. you could then have someone goes to deal with shields, figures out there's a major emergency in shields, mm-hmm. and then, like, things start to really, like, roll down that line of problems. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, this this kind of comes back to, in some ways, this comes back to my, there are, there aren't enough games that do teamwork. Like, this is why I pitched this yeah. topic as teamwork. Like, this is teamwork. Like, there's, yeah. there is teamwork like you have in Masks and in Dungeons and Dragons even, where you're like, there's a, there's, like, there's a group of bad guys and... And then each of us individually will fight a bad well guy. individually, but yeah. it, but we're working together towards a common goal. Yeah. Or like even in masks, like there's the big bad guy and we have we're each fighting the big bad guy and we have team that lets us do things to help each other and do big narrative moments. But we're still functionally doing that all separately. Yeah. Essentially, in D&D or in masks, you are playing alone. Yeah. Because like. There's no point where you have to decide whether your action can be done based on the input of another player. Yeah. Like, if if there's a question of, you know, move power from this to this so that we can do this jump, you literally can't do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, uh, if you were playing, like, a sports game, if you were playing soccer, you don't just, like, 
run down the field and attack and then someone else runs down the fields and attacks and someone else runs down the field and attack like things are happening in a meaningful way that connects with each other yeah and that's why like i think something like 7c kind of dodges the question of how do you do ship stuff by yeah. saying, well, like, there's a couple people who are interested in like making the ship do things, but we're going to take those things on an individual basis and just look at the narrative effect of them. Yeah. And why games like the alien capital ship combat is bad. Because, yeah. <laughs> because it's doing the thing that you should... Like, it's doing the thing that by those rules you should do, which is have everyone sit in a seat and then there's one person telling all the other people what to do because that's what yeah. happens in the shows. But it's using the same framework it uses for the individual play, which isn't good enough because that's it's not fun because it's yeah. always one person turning to another person to ask a question, that person turning to a third person to get the answer, and then just parroting it back. You know what this kind of reminds me of? Did you ever play Artemis? We played that together, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. The video game? We did. So I know this is outside of our normal boundaries, but Artemis is... We, I feel like we've talked about this actually yeah. multiple times because this game is like amazing it's a on kind of an older game that doesn't work super well but actually i think it's a pretty recent game it just doesn't look very new oh yeah yeah for some reason i thought it was like early 2000s or something um which should not feel like a long time ago but it does (laughs) uh because it is uh let's see artemis ship simulator came out okay what came out in uh 2013 2013 okay so i think we may have yeah it initially released in 2010. Okay. Um, but in any case, it's a game where you are Star so, Trekking so around. It, sorry, so almost a decade or a so, decade ago. Yeah. So yeah. So an a while older ago. game. Uh and one of the players, so each of the players is like sitting at a basically like on their computer as a terminal of a starship. Mm-hmm. And you're doing video gamey things that are related only to the role that you do. So like if you are steering the ship, you are steering the ship. That's it. And there's a role in it that is the captain. Mm-hmm. And the captain doesn't have a display. The captain yells things at people and walks around. Yeah. And it is so much fun having that because you get to have like all these players that are interacting with each other and, and doing stuff. Yeah. Like interacting in the game world, right? And then a kind of like, not quite a GM because the computer is kind of being the GM, but someone who is helping them to connect those dots. But because also without someone to structure it a little bit, it is yeah. a little it's a little yeah. ramshackle. And like one of the things that makes that work is that for each of the stations, there is the thing that you that the captain might want you to do. Like yeah. there's the button. Like there's the button that when the captain says, uh, helmsman, push the button, you push the button. But then yeah. there's also or like there's a or it's more complicated than that because it's like helmsman yeah. drive here. But then like in Change addition, our heading by thirteen clicks yeah yeah and so that's that's the like the that's the gameplay cycle for the captain is the captain says is making these decisions based off of the information they're getting back and yeah each of those helm like each of those positions of like helm weapon engineer science whatever they have the thing that they do when the captain tells them to do but they have other stuff to do too like yeah. the engineer can send crew people around the ship to prepare them to to do whatever the weapons officer can cycle in and out what what kind of torpedoes they're using and that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, the comms person can always be sort of reaching out to local stations to ask for stuff. So there's stuff that each of them can do. And then there's the stuff yeah. that the so, captain so asks they're not, them to do. Yeah. And so they're not, and because it's a video game, they're not just 
yeah repeating what the captain said and then rolling like you know yeah. like if you are playing pandemic and one person is quarterbacking the entire game then you may as well have no other players on the team yeah right? and uh, so some of that is the problem that we spoke about of like so the system because it's a video game it has the ability yeah. to inform the player who is the sensor player in a way yes. that the captain player doesn't just also hear <laughs> what the yeah, GM exactly. said. But the, also the Helm's positions all have more information than the captain has. Yeah. Because the captain is only getting part of what's on their readouts. But also it has the benefit of uh bandwidth. So the Helms yes. person can be getting information at the same time the engineer is getting information at the same time the science person is getting in information. Yeah. And so it's like, I mean, so I guess there, there are, there is a way in which I think that you solve this problem by making the game have six GMs and one player Woof. where the player is the captain <laughs> and the GMs are everyone else. Which not going to lie to you. I think that could work. Yeah. And that could be fun. Yeah. There's a part of me that, thinks that that's like a like you know 15 page game that would just be phenomenal and play at every convention <laughs> from here on forward through just all the a, time a one player game where yeah. six people get together and decide on a plot in advance and yeah. then work together to enact that plot to create one experience for one player at a for time. one player <laughs> <laughs> i kind of want to write that game too now yeah that's kind of good actually james <laughs> write that game <laughs> I'd play that game. Yeah. I would play well, or GM that game. Yeah, because that's the weird thing is I think I think that the joking aside, like I think that would be fun. That would be a fun game to GM. Yeah, that would be. Cause because you would get to play a character that is that is just like you could be the absurd helmsman characters from Star Trek. Yeah. And just like play it up. Yeah, and and all it would take, I mean, so, so that solves the problem that I was talking about at the beginning. Is if like, oh wait, no wait, hold up, this is our Aaron Sorkin game. Is it? Yeah, this is the Aaron Sorkin game. The walk and talk game. Yeah, the walk well, and talk. Sort of. Well, no, I think that's different. It's the same though. game. I th it's slightly different. Players get together, come up with a GMs get together, come up with a plot. One captain in charge of everything makes a whole bunch of decisions. I think all the rolling I think it, I think happens behind the though. scenes. I don't think I think it's I think you're wrong. I think it's different because I think that's a game that has no GMs and only players. It's a game about reconciling those wacky differences from. The solution to that is like the solution to, to, to the unguidedness of that game is. Yeah. Is every time you, the two people join and start to walk with each other and someone says something that doesn't make sense with what the other person had heard in a previous conversation, you go, well, that person doesn't know what they're talking about. They're, they oh, must be you and I their... had different versions of this game. Oh, OK. Yeah, that's that's fair. I'm my sorry, version. mine had mine had one star that was the president. Oh no, mine I mean mine the did people two. People were randomizing in and out. Okay. I think it okay. did too, but it also had I don't know, that was the game. That was my my idea for a LARP game that would start at a convention and never end ever. Cuz it would spiral outwards forever. <laughs> James. Um but that um <laughs> yeah. I should write that game too. Because that's a game that's designed to literally start when the first couple players enter a a, a, uh, a convention, and then because the it's all about people walking and then splitting up and going to find other people, you yeah. just know who is involved because they have like an indicator on their badge. Because they they have a little uh, 
They've got a little uh, lapel pin with a flag on it. A little lapel pin with a flag on it. And then you just keep joining and interjoining with each other through the whole convention. And it never has to stop. I hate that so much. (laughs) Because, like, my concept of it is much smaller. Yeah, no. That's Mine fair. is like a little like bullpen where the GMs hang out. No. Yeah. Dice um, are involved in mine. But no, yeah, I definitely did not have dice. Um, yeah. But uh, what was I saying? Oh, well, I was saying it solves the problem of if you if you if the idea is that the sensor person should always decide what the sensors see and yeah. the and the science person should always decide what the science box just told them and the comms person should always tell be able to decide what the the nearest space station said well then how do you drive that forward into a coherent story if there is also a gm who's trying to guide you towards a coherent story or there is no gm and the answer is well you have all of those people get together in advance and say here's the rough we're going to go out into this area this event's going to happen at some point we'll just sort of improv it but we have a rough idea of what the story we're trying to tell is and the only person who doesn't know is the captain player yeah which See and see that's why that it's similar to my idea for the walk and talk, which was that yeah the players the GMs get together and share that information continuously. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, that's why I was indignant. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm the indignant GM. Uh, mm. No matter what the president says, I respond like with indignation. I just love the idea of of two people like you like we we after having played with other people or having taken a break you and I run into each other and start having a walk and talk and you're like so I hear that uh that the 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 um that Japan has invented uh, like they they brought a new reactor online and they're they're switching their whole power grid over to to nuclear or whatever and I'm like that doesn't make any sense with what I just heard where are you getting your information from yeah yeah uh clearly God, that, that could also be like that could be immediately rehacked into like uh, a Pretty Little Liars game. <laughs> that's not. That's a, what yeah. I want. And that's you saw a, thing and you that a murder with. by the end of it. Oh what? yeah. I said that's not a that's not a show that I'm familiar with. So uh, Riverdale. Okay, that too. Gossip Girl. Yeah. Some yeah, of those you're I'm familiar with. you're all a bunch of drama filled teenagers talking yeah. and figuring out who did the major crime. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's a genre, weirdly enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's so but okay. Let's, let's draw back into space. Let's go yeah. back to space. Yeah. So, so I mean, s- I was gonna say. I guess the last, the last thing could be that all of the players just know. Like, why? Okay. Why? Okay. Here's another version <laughs> no, of that. No, 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 no. I am completely on board because like, I have spent I've spent like the last like three weeks for some yeah. reason there has been a nonstop like parade of me having arguments with people about whether <laughs> secrets should exist in RPGs. Yeah. And like none of them have been big in public, none of them have been important, but it's been like like a continuous thing for like a month. So I am here for it. Like what at the at the point where you are playing a game where you have seven players that's a huge game. So whatever That's you're a playing, huge game. you're playing a game that has a whole bunch of like whatever uh, Helms people and engineers and different people in different positions, and yeah. they have all gotten together beforehand and decided what the rough plot of the game is, so they can all work together towards it. Yeah. Except the captain doesn't know. Why not just include the captain? 
and then and everyone can know. And then yeah, it'll just be. I mean, it'll just be everyone is a, everyone is the GM and a player working together towards the goal of telling the story. We don't necessarily know what all the details are, but we know some of the twists and stuff like that. I especially love this if the captain defines the plot of the story mm-hmm. in like an opening narration. Like uh. <laughs> we get like a captain's log date. Blah, 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 yeah. Blah. yeah. Okay. We had a run in with a Romulan ship. I'm about to tell you about it. And like Dr. Mag, oh, not Dr. Uh, I see. Baron von Munchausen style. Yeah. Like they're, you have de- like they're describing a it to deal. They're describing it from the end of the day. Yeah. And then we flash back to all the things that happened. Like, I... That's gold. That's gold. That doesn't even need rules. Yeah. That's that's great. That is just... No, the, a... Wait, hold on. Let's combine these. Okay. Each of the... Each of the stations mm-hmm. has a couple of tables on it. Yeah. And when other stations tell you about a change to your table yeah. you put a die down on it okay so like you have so like you are your shields right or whatever yeah. like your combat station yeah and we took like we took an evasive maneuver to avoid getting hit and uh, like that was my speedster station yeah and yeah. so i say like yeah you heard me <laughs> you know the speedster like spock <laughs> no yeah, Spock was the ship's speedster. I don't think that's true. That is completely true. I think he was the science officer. Inuyasha was the science officer. <laughs> Spock was the speedster. Okay, sure. Yeah, that's so, plausible. So me playing speed racer, the speedster of our ship. Yeah, tell you that like we took this, we took this turn, we got hit by an asteroid, blah blah blah, because I got some results from my mm-hmm. table, and I tell you like. And I say out to the room, not knowing necessarily who's going to be dealing with this, like, our left ship flap is all <laughs> messed up. Yep. And you look down at your sheet and you've got left ship flap. All messed up. And you up. take a red die and you stick it right down on there. Yep. Or like a red, a red like, chip or something. Yeah. Hmm. This is gold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, I think you're right. I think that I mean, I'm, I'm like joking aside. I think that yeah, that's the way that you do it. And like we, you, the the game is you like so going in, you know what the end goal is. We want to yeah. have an like this is the session where we play and we have an encounter with a black hole, but discover that it's an intelligent being, and yeah. so we know that going in, and we know that we're all playing towards that. But there's a bunch of tables and moves and stuff that we're rolling on, and so that will hinder us and and change different ways. So that you could sit down and say, "This is the episode where we're gonna go to the black hole. It's really a person, or it's right. really a sentient being." And you could play that five or six times and have different experiences because one time you're going in without shields, one time you're going in without mm-hmm. any guns, one time you're going in without whatever. And the the captain like if everybody has a role the captain could have like a captain's log yeah that gives them some information and like probably maybe even gives them some roles no reason they couldn't make roles also yeah yeah yeah. um and then like you can go from there and you can just like start in and say uh uh captain's log blah 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 i am currently captured by cylons 
and I'm pretty sure Jabba the Hutt is going to eat me any day now. Yes. And the other player's like, oh, dang, okay, we know where we need to get to. Yeah. Play to find out what happened. <sighs> yeah. Yes. Interesting. James. Yeah. The play, to find, it, play, to, find, play to find out what happened is great. It's a great restructuring <laughs> of, of that, that premise. I'm actually, like, really super into this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because so okay, so I can connect this back again. So I we've we've started playing um another we so we 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 kicked we we had played the um the aliens one shot in that alien yeah. system, and now we're playing a new we're playing the same system in new story custom story. It's not it's something like it's a traditional like we're not playing a module anymore. Okay, um, and we get a little bit into the campaign. We get down to the planet. We're kind of like, and it's a, it's we we all agreed this is gonna be a horror game, um, yeah. and we're looking for that horror stuff. We get down to the planet, uh, there's no atmosphere, uh, but there is a dome, and the dome is this big kind of like, uh, rainbow grease like oil uh, oil reflective um, uh, effect, and nice. so as, at one point I went, hmm, sounds a lot like Annihilation, the movie Annihilation. Oh, yeah, um, and I was like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. And and so that did not ruin my fun. That let me no. lean into that and go. Yes. I, so my character, my character is the character who um, I'm playing like the, the. I'm not playing the speed. I'm playing the explorer character who's like okay. the guy who's been on different a bunch of different expositions, and I've been hired by the the corporation and the scientist to like make yeah. sure that I keep everyone alive. Okay, that's my my goal. And so I start to like look for other characters who have died because we knew okay. that so we knew that the characters had disappeared like the other the, the team before us had disappeared and so i start to look for characters who have died and so sure enough i find them and then yeah. i'm like trying to talk people into not going into the the um into the into this domed thing and yeah. like if i were just playing and i hadn't made that connection i probably would have because I'm a good player and I like to move forward into the plot, I will I will yeah. go out of my way to like run. I'm the character who usually runs into the dome uh, without telling anyone else what I'm doing. But yeah. because I know now what story we're telling, I know which tropes to lean into. Yes. I'm the guy, and I'm the guy who's supposed to try to keep everyone alive. So I'm the one who's supposed to try to prevent everyone from going into what is obviously the thing that killed everyone. Yeah, and and then do so a that bad someone job. else because because you are the experienced one. Yeah. And so it's important that someone else take Push, over. Yeah. Or and like say, Yeah. And it, so it so it did let the it let the guy playing the corporate representative say, No, 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 no. We did not fly all the way out here to this planet just to not go into this thing and recoup yeah. our all of our equipment like and to get all the equipment that was left mm -hmm. there, try to find those people and 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 less even so the people than the strange alien artifact that we want to collect to bring back for money reasons. Right. And and then we got to have a cool scene where we like that we probably wouldn't have had otherwise because we both knew where we were going because we figured out what kind of a story we were telling. Yeah. And like that is that's true of any kind of game that you know what's going to happen later. Like the best example in my mind is Monster Hearts. That if a player yeah. tells you, uh, hey, my character has a crush, like this character has a crush on this character, then that is like just inviting the other character, the other player to go like, all right, 
I'm going to have fun. I'm going to make this awkward. I'm going to make this romantic. I'm going to make this flirty. And all of that is like, you could have it as a secret crush. And you can even say, my character has a secret crush. And that's important because it means the other player gets to then play into that. And yeah. then like start hitting the narrative beats that make sense. Um, Like there is, see, secrets give you nothing. Secrets yeah. are useless. Well, and it's it's because, so like I think, I think that that is a good framework so the thing that I was thinking of is like, when I am a player, I will run towards what I think the, the GM's plot is. Like I, I will run yeah. towards where I think interesting story is in the game because I am trying to be a helpful player. Yes. But, I, but I don't know for a fact that that's what the GM's plot is. I don't know right. what good story is. I don't know where they've prepped. But if I know in advance the kind of story we're telling, if I know the story beats you want to hit, then I can... My, if I'm if I don't know where we're going, if if the story is a secret, my only my only tool as a player is run forward. Yeah. And so I think the so this, oh okay so this is the framing of what I was able to do because I knew where we were going with the story was I was able to use another tool of hold back mm-hmm. and try to hold everyone back. I knew we were ultimately going to get there, and I knew that someone was going to do something to convince me. Yeah, and you knew that you had to be convinced, that it was your job to yeah. initially not be convinced so that someone could convince you. Yeah. And, like, not to make it a, that's what my character would do, Yeah, but to say the plot, like, okay, here's how to frame it. It's not, this is what my character would do. It's, my character in this plot would do this thing. Yeah. Because that's wildly different things. One of them is, I would not do this plot. The other is, in order to make this plot as satisfying and interesting as possible, it's important for my character to do this. Yeah. And so that's why a character can, that's why players can be antagonists to each other and still create really compelling stories together. And that's why, like, that's why Apocalypse World works. That's why Monster Hearts works. That's why Fasionos Pasiones works. Yeah. That you're not a team as your characters, your team as your players playing into the tropes and the ideas hmm. and like what that plot line is supposed to look like. Yeah. There is a, there is an interesting like level of players as teammates where the characters are not. Yeah. Players That's as anta- players are as antagonistic where the, where the characters are teammates, Ugh. which is awful. It's and, awful. and, players and so sort of the the starship thing we were talking about is players at well okay so no because wait let's finish the square let's finish the square let's so lawful evil yeah uh, players so got- as, players as teammates where their characters are not is is yeah. passion de las passiones yeah and the players uh, are in a team world monster hearts. yeah all that yeah in where your your antagonists in your story are the other players and you're trying to make a really satisfying story players as antagonists where their characters are teammates is bad playing bad but maybe masks because characters are teammates players are are antagonists yeah i mean that that's very much like that that is so much that's what my player would do yeah you know like that's very much like i think that's bad role playing i don't i don't know that there's a space for Mm. that so then like player after that there would be like Characters and players are both antagonistic to each other. So that's Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> um, that's not fair. That's not no, fair. No. The other that's... one is Dungeons and Dragons. The The one where the players are antagonists and the players are supposed to be on the same team is Dungeons and Dragons, where the yeah. paladin says, like, 
I smite the rogue. Yeah. Not because it's interesting for a story, but, but because, because they're being a Because the players person. are being antagonistic, not the characters. Yeah. Um, but players and antagonists are both, like, players and characters are both antagonists? That's, like, some board game stuff that I don't think that we've got. No. Like, I think there is a space for an antagonistic uh, yeah. role-playing game. Yeah. That, like, yeah, you're supposed to win. Maybe Fiasco? Does Fiasco maybe, count for that? Maybe. Maybe a little bit. And then a little bit. Players are a team, and also the characters are a team. Is like what you're supposed to do with like 99% of games. Like that should be D and D should be that. Masks but, should but be. But it that. isn't. It isn't. Realistically, it isn't. Masks, I think, is is that. Is close. I feel like Masks does that really well. So I think there's. I guess. I guess. <laughs> okay. If we were gonna do this, like a real, like three by three grid, yeah, grid, then there is a realm for neutral, <laughs> which I think is what Masks is. Masks True. is a, Masks is a game where the players are are on a team and the characters are neutral because I don't know. No, it's just that our characters aren't friends in our game. But I'm not. But, we I, are but a... I played Masks with other people, and here's the thing. <laughs> so there, it's you. There is no. No, it's the system because the system doesn't have rules for teamwork. And I will, I will. That is the. This is the it, hill. This is my. Here is my flag. There are no rules for teamwork in masks. But okay, but so masks is a like one of the questions you have to answer in masks is why do you care about the team? Yes. So you're supposed to care about the team. Yes. And yes. so like that suggests that the team. Yes. Yes. Is sorry. Together in there is a, a team. Group. This is a distinction that I want to make. There is okay. a team in masks. You care about the team. There is yeah. no way for the team to work together. There is that no is, team work. That, yes, that is true. I agree with that. But I do think that the characters are supposed to be a team. Yes, they are. And I think that the players are but supposed to be a team. But that just makes it more frustrating. Th- yeah, so that's a move that you wish was in the game. Yes. Are, Mechanic like they Rules are that, that I is wish firmly were that within that's firmly within the square of characters and players are both teammates. Um, and there's then, supposed to be some some conflict. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, someone like walking away from the team, the rogue saying, I steal from the paladin, is supposed to be like a major betrayal of trust. Yeah, but it's not. When in D D it isn't. No. You know. Well, and so the cool thing that sort of ended that session of the aliens game I was playing was that because I knew where we were going and because yeah. I held back a little bit and I tried to like, be like, okay, or we ran to the first dead body and I was like, this isn't worth it. Let's all just leave. My job is to keep you alive. Yeah. Clearly something horrifying happened and these people killed themselves or each other or whatever. Let's just leave. Yep, that's the up. best solution. My job, like there's nothing here that's worth the risking your lives. And so we had to like sort of have a little bit of a, uh, of a conversation about that. And so then in, in the end of that scene, I got to be like, okay, you've convinced me, but if we're going to do yeah. this, we're going to do it my way. And here's the way we're yeah. going to do it. We're going to go in. We're going to go in smart. We're going to go in hard. We're going to get in fast and get out. And that's what yeah. happens in those shows. In those shows. And yeah. and so we would never have been able to hit that if I had if my only tool was run forward towards where I think the character's plot or the story's plot is. So what if what if these archetypes are getting are getting like almost like key like triggers? Or like getting, what if these archetypes are getting scenes that they're able to set? So like, what if you're playing the game and you're playing the the one who's supposed to do this, right? Like you're playing the scaredy cat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
and the Scooby Doo. You're playing. You're playing the the Scooby. They're a uh, team. They're a team, and the players are a team. Yeah. Uh, and so on your sheet, you have like scene set. Scooby doesn't want to go in. Uh, and so you can say, "Hey, can we hit my Scooby? Doesn't want to get in." And the other players are like, "Oh yeah, sure." Mm. And then you do the thing, and you get a reward for doing it, and you move on, because like what you don't want to do is like, like when we played Star Wars and we were like we had players going, "No, we are afraid of the Empire. We don't want to do this," and we opened a furniture store. Like <laughs> that was bad. It yeah. was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. We spent like what four and a half hours on it, and so if instead we we're like, "Hey." I am afraid. Can we hit my I'm afraid we need to come up with a plan scene? Yeah. And the other player goes, yeah, I'll join you in that. You do it. It's two minutes hmm. and you're playing the game again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. And so then as a as a, as a player on this ship, let's yeah. say we're back to the ship, the starship. Yeah. As a player, you have your 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 your, your play sheet that's like here are the things that I do, the things that I'm worried about as the helmsman. And so some of them are like, here are the tables that I roll on, uh, or here's the move that I roll when I want to do this. Here's the move I roll when it's time to uh, go fast. Here's the move I roll on when I need to stress the engines to, yeah, here's the, Mm -hmm. here's the table I roll on when I need to stress the engines to go faster. Here's the move I roll on to do evasive maneuvers. Here are the three scenes that I should try to hit at some point, maybe during the game. Yes. Um, and then maybe doing those scenes changes something about the other moves or something like that. Yeah. It could even be that that the like personality or archetype that you pick up is separate from your position. Mm-hmm. So like you have you might have like uh one of my scenes is challenge the captain. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 and yeah. So like you say, like, I'm gonna challenge the captain, and you set that scene and you do that scene. Uh and whether it's set out explicitly or not. Yeah. Even just having it as like benchmarks of mm-hmm. things to do. Yeah. And like because if well, you have if we have like really defined roles also. Yeah. Like you could have challenge the science officer. Yeah. As one of your oh, things. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. there's a science officer sitting there cuz it's what the game has. And if you have if you have the helmsman, the engineer, the scientist, the captain, the comms person, whatever. That's like yeah. four or five different roles. If everyone yeah. has two scenes they want to hit, and we're going to really like game. live in those scenes, that's that's a three, that's two or three sessions of a game. Like if every yeah. game you play for a couple hours, you hit four or five scenes. Like boom, that's easy. Yeah. That's kind of good. Yeah. Copyright, copyright, copyright. Yeah, that's ours. You one. guys know what this no, one we're doing. This yeah, I'm not going to upload this episode. Actually, this is too good. I'm like actually legitimately serious. I want to write this game. Okay, now. let's do it can next episode can we just work on it sure i think it's a good idea we'll do some groundwork it's been a little while since we've done like a really uh like crunchy design episode yeah okay cool 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 let's do that i think this game might come together quickly i think it will too yeah because there's not i don't think think there's a lot to be mostly prompts yeah Yeah. like again like i said it's maybe like a table two moves two or three moves and and then some scenes to set Okay, so I know we've kind of stopped doing sprints. Well, yeah. Do we think we could the bad get times the, happened, and so mostly <laughs> my productivity went way down. Sprints are from the before times. Yeah. 
mostly yeah, what I, ha- mostly what happened actually is that all of my social time got to eaten up because mm. all of my friends who live in different areas or the, of, around the world who have cities or other social groups they all stopped being able to hang out with their social groups and so now <laughs> they're looking to do more things and so like i have not yeah. talked to brian or mark a lot normally but because now yeah. they're all trapped in their houses we're playing uh we're playing mario kart a lot <laughs> and that's fun <laughs> and, I'm, I'm not, and i definitely do not hate that but like suddenly every, i'm doing stuff every day with people I got Zoom. Mario. I've, I got, I got Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. and uh, my island's beautiful. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've got a boardwalk now. Mine's okay. Mine still has a cage for cage fighting. <laughs> I don't have a cage for. You cage have a boardwalk? Fighting. How do you have a boardwalk? We have a boardwalk. Because we have a boardwalk. Oh, I'm jealous. Do, what do you made a little boardwalk? Put some stalls on it. It's I don't beautiful. have. I don't have. Uh, I don't have hats. Paths yet. Oh, pads make a difference. Yeah. Like when we got pads, our island suddenly became beautiful. Yeah, that's the big difference. Yeah. That's what I need. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's the end of this episode. I think we... I think that's the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've said all we need to say at this yeah. point. This is a podcast yeah. where we are a team, and the characters we play on this podcast are also a team. Yeah, I think so. I, we are going to have people telling us that that is not true. That's oh, you're right. That's okay. So maybe that's not true. Maybe <laughs> For, we are in. Maybe as podcasters, we are. A, we are a team, and our and the characters we play on the show are antagonists. <laughs> For the first like sixty episodes, we had people like seeing our friendship to the extent that people were shipping us. <laughs> And for like the like the last thirty people have been like, are they gonna break up? <laughs> yeah. Also, early on, everyone was like, I can't tell who, which voice is who, and now they're like, I definitely can't not. tell who I agree with more in this fight. <laughs> <laughs> but they're definitely fighting, and they're definitely not okay. Yeah. So, um, James, I just want to say, I I care about you and respect you as my friend, and I'm so glad you're in my life. Yeah. And this is a great time while everything is unsure. To be yeah. saying that kind of thing, and you mean a lot to me. Thank you. And right back at you. I'm not. I, I don't you. have the right words, but yeah, that's okay. <sighs> I cheered up a little bit, like like legitimate. Like you yeah, can, I you, can see. Yeah, the the listeners can't yeah. see, but I. This know. has definitely been a, a a reasonably steady thing in a in a lot of uh, uncertain times. So yeah, yeah, that's where Absolutely. we we kind of we kind of missed one, and I was like, oh, I kind of missed this, and then yeah, I'm glad we're back yeah, on the schedule. So. I was I was glad to have the time because I needed it, but oh, yeah. uh, but it was good. It's good to be back to it. Woo. Yeah. So if you are out there in the world and you have seen a good game, like maybe uh, maybe someone actually knows the rules for the Star Trek Armada or not Armada, Star Trek uh, <laughs> adventure game. Uh, if you've seen per- a good game, please let good, us know because yeah. we are not buying them. <laughs> if or or if you if you um if you know of a game where the characters are antagonistic and also the players are antagonistic, let us know. Um, the I best way, that. the best way to do that is to reach out to us on Twitter, uh, where we are at Stop Back and Roll, or individually, I am at End the Meltdowns. And I'll be thinking about that kind of stuff for Radcrawl at Bileon Gambetta because that's got some potential for that. Yeah, some points. Uh, then it's just Munchkin. Gross. <laughs> gross. Gross. <laughs> you can find all our episodes and links to some of the games we've been working at at www.stopbackandroll.com. I'm going to be so happy when you work on that game so long that it comes around and becomes Munchkin at the end. Oh, you can, if it becomes Munchkin at the end, I'm not releasing you can, it. You can email That's not us. true. I'm releasing it and I'm taking the money. You can email us at James or Brandon at stopbackandroll.com. You can rate and review our podcast on iTunes or other pod services to help others find our show 
we make this podcast with the support of our Patreon backers. Uh, we didn't have any new ma- new backers this month. Uh, I think that's totally understandable, given that there is a giant world pandemic. Yeah. Um, so we'd like to thank even more of our old favorites, people like Lon Niedermeyer, uh, Lou Tennant, Ben Tiefenthaler, Polyamorous Q, Sean Knight, Jack Blair, August, Amarella Azizi, Tavern Tales, and Evan Nyquist. If you'd like to help support the show or future shows um, or future rivalries or whatever, I don't know. Um, I leaned into that one a little too hard. Check us out at patreon.com slash stop back and roll. It was, it was like a very, it was like a very flirty statement of rivalries too. (laughs) If you can't support us financially, consider supporting our community by becoming a part of it. You can join our discord at tinyurl.com slash SHR discord or discord.stopbackandroll.com. So when you're sitting on James, do the ending part. Damn it, we had the same bit, but in different directions. Uh, don't don't forget, forget to stop. To stop. Hack, hack and, and roll. roll.